The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Tiptoe through the window. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation. The Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. This is Holly Freeberg coming at you and my uh, co-host and lovely sister... It's Morgan. Your radio voice is really on point today. Yeah, I've been <laughs> listening to a lot of old radio shows. Cool. I haven't. I'm lying. Um, so uh, how, how how are you, <laughs> how Morgan? How are you? Yeah, right? This is Why is this so awkward? It's like, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, this is the fourth time we've started this podcast. Uh, no, intro. it's not. It's third, my bad. Feeling. Um. So this episode is um, Richie Ramirez Part 2. But before we get into that, I have um, an update on Nightmare Corner. Oh, cool. Because you know how at the end we said we were going to talk about our nightmares? Right. So remember when we were talking about how when you're in a nightmare, like, you wake up because you realize it's a nightmare? Uh Uh-huh. The other day, I was having a server nightmare, like I was telling you, that I have all the time. Yeah. And in this one, it was so ridiculous that, like, by the end of it, I was just fully, like, no shirt, no bra, titties out. But wearing my work pants, just walking around. And there's a point in the dream where I literally turn to someone and go, I must be dreaming. And then I woke up. That's so weird. That's like a mesh. Titties out. That's like a mesh. Honestly, like, good for everyone who got to see you. Dream, but, dream people um, got to see my titties. All, yeah, dream people. I, like, uh, read this weird thing one time that, like, everyone that you see in your dream is, like, the face of a person you have seen in real life. But or, I like, a mixture true. of faces that you have oh, seen. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, that was your little <clears throat> beginning. I just, uh, it, like, it just, like, it was so, that was, like, the first moment when I've, like, been in a dream where I was literally, like, I'm dreaming, and then I wake up. So I wanted to report on it and let you guys just know that. No, thank you. Um, let's, no well, one actually saw my titties in the making of this dream. <laughs> <laughs> so should we jump right Except in? Except God. Yep, let's start. <laughs> so we last left off. And the the short, short childhood uh, information we have on Richard Ramirez. Richard. Um, we have so... There's so much more information about the killings. There's so much, because he killed a fuckload of people. Not only well, killed, it, but assaulted. And, like, attacked. A yeah. fuckload of people. He was such In a, a sh- very short time. Tuesday, Yeah, stop. his reign of... Tuesday. yeah, Tuesday's being a little brat right now. She's, like, trying to pat me on the shoulder to, like, make me pay attention to her because we're not Now she's coming attention. behind me and making wet mouth noises, and I'm going to throw her off the win- out the window, so and I live on down. the 10th floor. Down. So, yeah, he, like, attacked people. He's considered a disorganized um, serial killer. Yeah, he definitely didn't, like, have a plan. Tuesday, she well, just hit me in the face. Serial, she's such a dick. Tuesday, go back. Go lay down. Well, I was reading about, like, disorganized and organized, and it's more of what like the crime scene is and so organized um killers like 
Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. and Ted Bundy, they all, like, dispose of the bodies in some right. way. Disorganized killers like Richard Ramirez, or they Richard would just Speck. leave. Yeah, they just left all of the bodies there. Yeah. Well, Richard Speck was, like, a spree killer, but now... But, like, if he hadn't gotten caught, like, if he had gotten... If he hadn't, like, literally went to the hospital, he probably could have done that again probably. and again and again, like Richard did. Exactly. And, so... But um, I was just gonna say... Like, in Mindhunter is, like, when they start coming up with, like, that, um, like, the checklist. And, like, they talk about disorganized and organized, and now it's been, like, revised that it's, like, a continuum. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of like autism. Like, you file, like, or, like, the Kinsey scale. Like, you fall on, like, a certain... A spectrum of serial killer? Of, like, different, like, organized or disorganized and, you know... For sure. That fun stuff. So let's start with some mur- so some child's start. murder. So um, his first murder happened on April 10th, uh, 1984. A nine-year-old uh, girl named Mai Ling. Mai Luang. Mai Luang uh, was found dead in a hotel basement where Richard was living in the Tenderloin District, which <laughs> yeah. sounds delicious. No, I said that too. Like, it just made me think of pork tenderloins, which I didn't realize were, like, specific to, like, Ottawa. Is that why you think it was? Well, there's, no. t- there's tenderloins of all... Yeah, pork tenderloin, no. No, but tenderloins are meat. But, like, I don't know. That sounds like a fun neighborhood. I don't know the neighborhoods of San Francisco like do I do I. Chicago. So, IDK. Um, so... Little May. She had been um, raped, beaten, and stabbed to death. Her body was found hanging from a pipe in the basement. Yeah, when the police found her. That's so sad. That's really fucked up. Um, this murder was tied to Richie only after a DNA sample that was, like, discovered or, like, tested in 2009. Yeah. Like, no one even knew this was one of, like, his kills because he never admitted to this one. No, and he was never, and they but couldn't But this would have been his connect. very first kill. Because that all the other of. ones take place after... Well, I mean, the next one literally takes place a couple months after this one. Yeah. But, yeah, um, there was also um, DNA found... I don't know if you read this part um, of, like, another person who was there. Yeah. And, um, and they knew that he was, like, a minor. And so what I'm thinking is that, like, Richard got started getting a little Cousin Mikey... Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe started and like had like a younger friend or relative yeah, or something totally. with him, like maybe trying to see if like he could get him into that, and maybe he helped. Oh, sure, but the cops don't have much information. Like that, they yeah. don't have enough information, and they haven't like named him or anything. Right. Um, so the next victim, a uh, big jump from nine years old to 79 year old. Yeah, literally 70 79. years old. A lot of his murders were people over their 50s. Almost exclusively. Um, oh, yeah. It, yeah, there was barely, there was like almost no one, there was no one in their 20s. No. Well, well no, maybe there were like a, cu- a couple, there were a but, couple barely. but barely. But um, barely. It was mostly older people and like younger who's, women. Who's and it was like all um, people like in, it was all couples mostly. Um, okay, so 79-year-old um, Jenny Vincow was um, brutally murdered in her apartment um, on June 28th, 1984. Um, she had been stabbed multiple times while asleep in her bed, and her thre- throat had been cut so badly that she was almost decapitated. Yeah. Very, like, O.J. Simpson. I was thinking that, too. Um, yeah. 
See, this is and why... this is one of the first places where he left his fingerprints. Also, exactly, because he, yeah. he went in through a window. Yeah, he left them on the screen, and he left it on the screen. Um, this is why um, he's considered like this is one of the reasons why he's considered a disorganized serial killer because he didn't try. Like, he, wear gloves, no. and like his mo's are all over the place. And he made no, like I said, he made no attempt to get rid of the body. Um, disorganized uh, serial killers are like some of their characteristics are like they're usually high school dropouts. They have uh, like nocturnal habits like peeping Tom stuff, mm-hmm. poor hygiene, yeah, um, low order birth status, which means like they're the last kid born. Oh, yeah. Um, also, lived near the crime scene and had harsh discipline as a child. So, and uh, those are the I was reading like the characteristics and i felt like those are the ones that oh cool not tuesday's eating yeah i think tuesday really does not want us to record the podcast right now she's doing doing everything in her power fucking little dick you're gonna hear little crunchy crunchies hold on you hear little crunchies they're tuesday and honestly it's fine let's hold on and take a second i want to hear if any of these crunchies picking up so then um on march 17th 1985 uh, Richie attacked a 22-year-old woman right outside of her home in a town called Rosemead, which was in the San Francisco area. No, it's in the Los Angeles area. Oh, Los Angeles area. It's cool. Um, he shot her with a 22 caliber handgun. He then broke into um, her house where he found the roommate. She had been hiding behind the counter in the kitchen because she heard the gunshots outside, and when she peeked to look, Richie caught her and shot her in the head, killing her immediately. Um, her name was Dale. Like my middle name. That's Morgan's middle name. But hers was spelled like D A Y L E. Yeah, it's D A Y L E. But the crazy thing was that Maria Hernandez, the woman who was shot first outside, had raised her hand in time with her keys in her hand. Yeah. To protect herself, and the bullet literally ricocheted off the keys, and she totally survived. Yeah, she was like um, Richard followed her as she was pulling into her garage, and when she got out of the car, he shot her. And then you just, like, play dead. Yeah, like, super honestly, smart. Like, honestly, like, in any situation, like, when in doubt, just play dead. Yeah, Just play fall dead. down and be like, I'm dead. Yeah, seriously. That's so, like, that had to be so scary for Dale. I know. Like, that's, like, in a movie. Can you imagine? And now, like, the next one is so fucked up because it literally happens an hour later. An hour later that night, that same exact night, at Sa- a nearby park. Um, yeah. Richie pulled 30-year-old uh, Tsai Lian Yu. Mm-hmm. Out of her car and shot her twice with that same twenty-two caliber gun, um, and she was pronounced dead upon arrival to the hospital. When the cops, I read her, that she, she was, was pronounced dead before the ambulance even reached the crime scene. Oh well, she was breathing when they first found her. Yeah, um, and so these two murders obviously caused like a lot of fucking buzz because they happened like all in one night oh yeah this is when and people so started getting when, really scared this is well when, actually no it's the next ones well this is when the media ha- had out there that it was a curly haired guy with bulging eyes and wide spaced rotting teeth and yeah. this is when they started giving him the nickname the walk-in killer which reminds me of like a walk-in fridge yeah killer, or the valley intruder yeah because those all happened in the valley yeah, Richard Ramirez is actually, um, has the most media-created nicknames of any other Yeah, he has a lot. Um, he was first known, like you said, he was the slide drawer intruder. The valley, the valley intruder, intruder is, like, kind of 
cool. It's stupid. The walk-in killer. The walk to the remember. The walk-in killer is stupid. The walk-in. The walk to remember killer. The walk to remember killer. Just kidding. What if, okay. The Mandy Moore killer. But imagine the movie A Walk to Remember with Mandy Moore's character played by Richard Ramirez. I'd <laughs> still up. cry at the end when Richard and I Shane that movie. got married. Do you think that's where Nicholas Spark got the idea? Probably. Because Richard died of cancer. Probably. Spoiler alert, Mandy Moore dies hard of cancer. Oh my god, yes. So much, okay. So die. She so dies. She so die. She dies. She dies. Um, so then the next murder is crazy because on March 27th, 1985, Richie actually goes back to a house that he has burgled yeah. before, like a He's year a before. He's dumb It's not that dumb because like he knew he could get in, that's why he went back. I don't know. I th- you know I the whole like it. don't return to the scene of a crime. But hey, if you did it once and got away with it, maybe you can get away with it twice. Yeah, he's a ballsy motherfucker. I mean, considering what happened after all of this, I would say it was a bad idea. Yeah. But... Um. And so at around two a.m., he killed Vincent Zara Zazara, age sixty-four, while he was asleep, and next to him was his wife Maxine. She was forty-four. Um, and was obviously woken up by the fucking murder of her husband. Oh, yeah, because you know what? Guns are loud. Loud, especially when they're right next to the person sleeping next to you and you're asleep. Yeah. Um, so then he tied her up, beat the shit out of her, and, like, demanded that she tell him where all of, like, the valuables in the house are. Everything is always, like, him being like, where are your valuables? Yeah, he wants fucking all their shit. He was, he was a fucking crazy ass. Yeah. Side note, though, if you are ever in a situation where you are being tied up, and I fucking hope none of any of you ever are, but uh, what you're supposed to do, like, if you're getting, like, your hands tied up, like, clench your fists or whatever muscle of your body because it, like, makes you bigger. And so then when they're done tying you up and you relax, it's easier for you. Yeah. Like, it loosens it so you can get out. Well, so I maybe think Maxine Richie, did that. I think Maxine did that because she gets free, and I think he figures that out because later on he's hands cuffs. And thumb cuffs. And thumb cuffs. But, uh, yeah, so Maxine was able to get out of the fucking ties and grab a shotgun that was under her bed. Fucking badass bitch. But they were dumbasses but and it wasn't even loaded. It wasn't loaded. And, and he got so mad. He was super pissed. Do you uh, just want to read yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Well, he shot her three times, got a large carving knife from the kitchen, and stabbed her repeatedly. He also cut out her eyes, put them in a jewelry box, and took them uh, with him, like as a trophy. Yeah. And from later attacks, we learn that Richard, like, hated when his victims made eye contact with him. Yeah. And psychologists say that, like, removing the eyes of a victim is really common amongst serial killers. Because it totally dehumanizes Well, because the killer feels so mad that that person saw the real them. Yeah. And, like, it's like a symbolic way of being like, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) True. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I don't know if you, do you have the Avia notes? Oh, about or the Avia shoes? Avia? About the Avia shoes? Avia, yeah. I forget how it's pronounced. I don't know. Um, well, it was this murder that he left behind the famous Avia sneaker shoe print in the Zazara's flower bed. Yeah. And the police took a cast of it and were able to narrow it down, like, the shoe, because it was a newer um, shoe. Yeah. And they were able to narrow it down to a couple different stores in Los Angeles, but were never able to link Richard to it. Right. Well, it's a popular shoe brand. That's, like, trying to, like... No, it was brand. No, it was brand new, at the time. Yeah, but because it was brand new, I'm sure a bunch of people had it. I mean, if fucking Richard Ramirez no. could afford them, I think it was probably well, not no. super hard. Well, Morgan, I read a I, in the 
documentary I was watching, they were like, it was very new. Not a lot of people had them, especially this specific type of the shoe. But they, uh, the police also retrieved bullets found at that scene that were from the previous attacks, confirming that they had 100% had a serial killer on their hands. Yeah. So then um, on May 14th, 1985, kind of the same deal and kind of the only M.O. that he ever has is that he breaks into another house of a couple and shoots and kills the husband first, Bill Doy, who is 66, mm-hmm. um, with a gunshot and then tied up and raped um, his disabled wife, Lillian, who was 56. And he left her. He didn't kill her. No. And so I wonder if Maxine hadn't grabbed that shotgun, do you think she would have lived? I don't know. It's really, like, it's so hard to know with him because he, like, sometimes he would rape people and sometimes... He just beat them. And sometimes he would beat them and sometimes he would... Like, it was just so stupid of him. He was such a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, he just um, really did... I just don't think he fucking cared. No. And I don't understand... Like, you, I don't understand... Because I read that Bill and Lillian had, like, different bedrooms. Yeah. Like, you'd think if she was, like, disabled or, like, like would need help or maybe she... Right. It's kind of weird. Maybe she had, like, night terrors or something and she was... Maybe they just weren't doing so well in their marriage. Who knows? I know married people who don't sleep in the same room. Yeah. No, totally, totally, totally. Um... Oh, um, I just had a little side note, um, like, like you were saying, like, this is a pattern mm-hmm. that, like, for Richard, like, whenever he gets into this situation, he'll usually shoot the husband and then, like, rape and do all right. horrible shit to the wife, um, and in the documentary Born to Kill, Helen Morrison, who we mentioned a lot last episode, said that he did this so that he could feel more in control of the situation. Right. Um, by, like, taking the husband out first. Well, yeah, because he knew the husband was the only was a possibility that like maybe the couple could overpower him which does happen later on yeah exactly um like which is probably i think also why he got so angry when his victims would fight back because he would be like no i am in i am in control i'm the captain now yeah um but this was the lillian was the one he used the thumb cuffs on yeah which, like, how does a thumb cuff work? Thumb cuffs? Okay, thumb cuffs are really terrifying. Uh, Richard learned how to use them from good old cousin Mike, obviously, Creepy because Mike. they used them in Vietnam. Um, they were used mostly, uh, while, like, a long time ago by, like, narcotic officers mm-hmm. because they were conveniently small enough to just, like, have in your pocket. But they were incredibly dangerous because, um, like, your, the, your blood circulation gets cut off mm-hmm. so easily with them. And, like, but, I mean, it was just, like, a, they're just, like, handcuffs, but, like, for your little thumbies. It's, like, a Chinese finger trap. Oh, I hate those. I hate those. Those are the fucking worst. I hate them. Um, so, um, after the, after Maxine. After the Doys. Um, just a week later, on May 9th, or 29th, I'm sorry, Richie drove a stolen Mercedes-Benz to the home of Mabel Bell, who was 83, and her sister, Florence Lang, who was 81, and he beat them both with a hammer he found. Yeah. He bound them, he raped them, and he used an electrical cord to shock them. I know. I what the fuck? I think it was just Ma Bell, which I realized when writing down her name, her name is literally Mabel Bell. Mabel, Mabel Bell, yeah. Mabel Bell, or Ma. Mabel. Ma Ma- she's like Mobble Mobble. Right. Wobble Wobble. But an electric cord? Like, yeah, like shocking just, he, someone? I just electrocuted it. myself... 
from being on your fuzzy bed and touching something like oh I, that was ugh. just like a little zzz. yeah i know that's what i'm saying it was not i fun. i got uh like uh one christmas time at fucking youth group i got a good little shock and it was fucking happened twice actually that christmas don't get blanket lights oh, like the ones you put on the bushes you know yeah you get <laughs> those are very faulty and yeah. it's like the oh it's the worst feeling yeah in being the shocked is the world. worst feeling that's why like i don't get like those um you know those like the like fake gum and you pull it out and you get shocked yeah i don't like that one of my friends in college like was into being shocked sam i know she listens to this shout out sam she like liked the feeling of being shocked by things that's weird i know i freaking hate it that's weird um also uh the lipstick thing yeah yeah he you used... want to mention that so he stole one of their not stole. I mean, he used. <laughs> he, he, he was like borrowed. Oh, he's like, which color do he's like? Well, I'm a summer, so I'm he's probably, like it's summertime, so I should probably use like a coral or a peach. Yeah, it's like May. I should um, probably do peach. But he used one of their lipsticks to draw a pentagram on Mabel's thigh and on both of their bedroom walls. Yeah, fucking dude was really into pentagrams. Um, well, he was super into Satanism. Yeah, and later in interviews would like said that he killed people in the name of Satan. Yeah. Um, this oh, was it's always for Satan. Always for Satan. Um, this was also during the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, when our country was going through satanic panic. Right. Um, which started with the McMartin preschool case, where the family who ran the preschool were charged with several counts of child abuse. But a lot of the children who spoke with psychiatrists were given false memories, and a lot of the children described satanic practices that maybe or maybe... We should should do an episode about it. I'd be done. interesting. It's just... It sucks because it's, like, little kids. Yeah. But, I mean, it's whatever. Um, And also, a side note, I just finished the Law & Order True Crime Minetta's Brothers show. Um, I'm still watching it. I know, but I told you a spoiler alert, and you didn't care. They just... They literally mentioned, because it... this. The McMartin case also took place in Los Angeles, and they mention it a little bit. It was a shitty case. We should definitely talk about it. I'll be done. But yeah, like, and that's, like, the Son of Sam shit, and, like, you know, the West Memphis Three. Yeah. Yeah, like, Satan. The Paradise Lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that Damien so kid. so fucked up. I know. Like, he was just into, like, he just liked learning about shit. Yeah. And then they, like, thought he was a fucking, yeah, it's bullshit. Satanists are not as bad as people fucking think. They're not, like, just out to murder people. No, and they would... They're they, very actually about, like, it's leaving like, people the fuck alone. <laughs> and, like, being very self-reliant. Yeah. And it is, like, the they would never do anything to, like, harm a child. Right. Their bodies were not discovered until two days later. Um, they were alive, but they were comatose. Belle died, but Lang survived. Heck yeah, Lang. Uh-huh. I mean, she's probably dead now because she was 80-something and this was in the 80s. In the, yeah, no, she's gone now. Um, R.I.P. And so the day after that attack, he drove that same stolen car to Burbank, um, snuck into the home of Carol Kyle, who was 42, and held a gun to her head and tied her and her 11-year-old son up yeah. with handcuffs and ransacked the house, as he always did. Another M.O. of his was robbery. Yeah. Um, he untied Carol to show him where all the valuables were, and he sodomized her repeatedly. Yeah. And while he was doing this, he kept screaming not to look in his eyes, and that if she did, that she would be, he would cut them out. Yeah. He um, didn't like But he it. didn't kill them. They survived. No, he didn't kill them. He, like, bound them back together and he just really pieced fucked them up. Yeah. 
Um, and so then July 2nd, 1985, Richie drove to Arcadia. He got and, rid of the Benz. Yeah, and he and, got himself a Toyota. Oh, my God. I swear to God, the rest of all of these killings, he just steals Toyotas. He's just a Toyota guy. you know guy. what? I get it. It's a common car that, like, it's like if you steal a fucking, like, Mercedes, it's you're going to get caught. Plus, they get great gas mileage. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I work for an ad agency right, that you deals would. mostly I with don't. cars. Continue. Um, so he drove to Arcadia and just randomly picked a house um, where Mary Louise Cannon, 75 years old, um, was a widowed grandmother, and he broke in, found her asleep, he bludgeoned her using a lamp, and then Ouch. he stabbed her repeatedly using a 10-inch butcher knife from her kitchen. I know. Or, yeah. She died. <laughs> she died. She definitely died. That um, sucks. So then, three days later, on July 5th, 1985, Richie broke into a home and bludgeoned a 16-year-old Whitney Bennett with a tire iron, which is fucked up. That was a new... That's a new... Weapon. weapon. That makes me think of the movie Sorority Row. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. with the tire iron. Um, he stabbed her while she was sleeping. He tried finding a knife, but failed, and instead started using a telephone cord to strangle her. At this time, when he was doing the like strangling, the cord sparked. Mm-hmm. It scared Richard so much that he ran off because he thought that God had, like, Saved her. Like, he basically, like, did that as, like, a sign that she should live. Yeah. And like, she did. Yeah. She survived, and she only needed 478 stitches. Only. Small only, number. Only, you know, almost 500 fucking stitches to close all of those fucking... Oh, my God. Right. Uh, Ted Bundy used a t- uh, tire iron, too. I mean, it's metal. It's yeah. super oh. metal, dude. It's so heavy. Um, yeah. July... Seven, so literally two days. Also, I wanted to point out that he... Uh, he has no cooling down time. Well, except between, like, the first two murders. Well, that's the thing. And barely. And I doubt he did. Only a few months. Yeah, right. And we I just doubt. probably don't I'm know sure about him. I'm sure he was doing stuff, because, I mean, we didn't find out... For, he may have just, like, raped someone. He may have just, like, attacked some guy on the street exactly. and, like, robbed him. We and just I'm... don't know, because it wasn't his exact M.O., so they didn't link it all together. Exactly. And we didn't find out about Mei Luang... Right. F- until, until 2009, t- Yeah, so. 25 years later, so... There probably was not a lot of cooling down. He did. No. No, I, I, Richard doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who knows how to cool down. Yeah. He doesn't know how to just, like, Netflix and seems chill. Seems pretty, like, uptight. He, he seems a little, like, on edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, a little, he's, like, okay. He's not okay. So, July 7th, 1985, Joyce uh, Lucille Nelson, who was 61 years old, um... She was in her home, Richard broke in, and while burglarizing it in Monterey Park, he likes going to Monterey Park a lot, um, he found her asleep on the couch in the living room and beat her to death by just punching and kicking her head as hard as he fucking could. And that's where the next, uh... Avia, Avia, Avia shoe was found. Was found. Yep. And it linked him. Pull these Avias again. up. I want to see what they Let's look like. Let's see, um, yeah, it's a very, it's like a really weird pattern. This is super... Um, I'm typing in Walmart. Avia the first thing that pops up is Walmart. <laughs> so if you guys want to go and get yourself some AVS, go Hit to up Walmart. World. Go to Walmart, pick up yourself. Okay, so these were um cute. No, those were not his. Or wait, no, those were New Balance. See how like specific that is? Yeah. No, that is Adidas. That's an Adidas. What the fuck? That's an Avia. 
That's an AVF. But there's like a... Okay, this is the cast. Okay, so see, it's very specific, you know? Yeah. Um, AVS look... The shoe looks... They're cool. It looks like um, the shoe that from Back to the Future 2 that Marty wears. Yeah, they're very, like, like high top. Yeah, they're really... Very 80s. They're pretty cool. Um, I get it. Um, but yeah, he left a shoe print imprinted in her fucking face. Yeah. I think I already how said that, but up still, is that? how fucking hard do you have to... I know, ugh. kick someone in the fucking face? Yeah. Ouchies. Ouch um, McGee. Ouch, ouch McGouch. McGouchy ouch. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally later that night, uh, apparently Joyce Lucille didn't cut it. Um, and he was just cruising around, he went to two different neighborhoods, and then decided to fucking go back to Monterey Park. Why he keeps returning to Monterey Park, I don't fucking know. Who knows? It must be easy to break into these people's homes. I I don't know the Monterey Park area very well, but, well, like, a big thing... Seems like a lot of older people. Yeah, well, a big thing during this time was, like... Like, retirement community, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, they're just nabes. Um... But, uh, like, this was a particularly warm summer in Los Angeles, and mm. people usually closed their windows, but, or kept their windows open, rather, but because right. they were all so fucking scared. I mean, he was literally, like, I don't, the window getter in her. Yeah, he was, like, <laughs> the window boy. He was window boy. Yeah, his big thing was, like, cutting people's screens open or just taking their mouth and, like... Yeah. He, That's like, went so in through, like, a doggy scary. door one time. Maybe it was somebody else. Whoa! Yeah, that but... just scared the shit out of me. I just pictured, like, that. Oh. Uh, oh, never have a doggy door. Never have a doggy door. Ooh, no! You know what I just realized? It's mostly just because of the movie Fear. That oh, part? Oh, God. Mm. Weird sidebar. In the movie Home Alone, the, the McAllisters, yeah, they have a doggy door. And no dog. They don't have a dog. <laughs> Maybe they bought the house from someone who does. Maybe... Uh, I want to buy that house. I want to go visit it. It's not that far away. Um, Any hoozle. So, yeah, he's cruising, decides to go back to goddamn Monterey Park, broke into the home of 63-year-old Sophie Dickman, who lived on Holly Oak Avenue. Cool. Why do you never care about cool little things like that? If it was Morgan, you would be so excited. You know how many streets are Morgan? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Fuck you. So he assaulted her, handcuffed her at gunpoint, and attempted to rape her. Maybe he could not get it up. Maybe he was, like, real fucked up because this was the second one of the night, yeah? Yeah, maybe his... Was he known to, like, get all fucking drunk and shit while he did stuff? Drugs? No. No? no Just well, fucking straight up he, crazy? He did drugs. Yeah. He was living on fucking Skid Row. Yeah. He lived... He literally... He probably did a bunch of meth. He stayed at the goddamn Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Which is why... Which is why American Horror Story, the Devil's Night episode, is so fucking, fucking good. good. Because it's... Starts accurate. with him. Yeah. It literally starts it with well, the guy playing Because him. he stayed there. Ooh, I might watch that tonight. I I just love that part. I love I do too. Evan and Peters. Lily Robb as fucking... Oh my god. Aileen Warnes. Aileen Warnes is the best thing ever. She's so fucking good. And the dude who plays Jeffrey Dahmer is honestly a fucking babe. Well, and the guy who plays fucking John Wayne Gacy is... Uh, what's his face? The one who plays Twisty the Clown. I know. I can't think of his name right now, but he's very well known. No, he was in the junk can- uh the the um John <laughs> He was in the um Drew Carey TV show, I remember. Yeah. He was his uh cross dressing brother. Uh, so um 
So yeah, Sophie who lives so on moving ho- on. So moving on, Sophie who lived on Hollyoak Avenue, which Morgan doesn't give a fuck about. I'm sorry. Um, he stole her jewelry and made her swear to him that she had given him anything, and he swear was like, "To Satan." And he's, yeah, he was like, "Swear to Satan." I'd be like, "I f- f- swear to Satan." Okay, bye. If that's gonna bye. Make, if that's gonna make you leave. I will swear I on. Swear to Satan. Like what a loser. Swear to Satan, please. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'd be like, oh my god, fucking get over yourself. I'd be like, oh, okay, okay. So, July 20th, 1985, Leela and Maxon needing. Poor, poor 60-year-olds. It is a lot of 60-year-olds dying it in this is shit. It is a lot of 60-year-olds. Um, Leela was woof. 66. <laughs> buzz your girlfriend, woof. woof. Maxon was uh, 68. Sidebar, really quick, a buzz sidebar. I was watching the food channel because all i Shut watch the is the cooking up. channel was that actor buzz on was it? on it yeah he was in like an episode of like holiday like cake battles celebrity fuck <laughs> you fuck you that's <sighs> not real that's too perfect it was it oh was oh my really god perfect. i thought he like... he did not age um well okay i would <clears throat> i would argue he never looked good no, okay. I mean, like, not to bottom. <laughs> okay, so apparently Morgan had a huge ass boner for okay, Holly. You always take it one too far. No, I one always take it to far. Bonerville, and you know that you had a crush on Buzz. No, I had a big old crush on Uncle Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my god, Uncle Frank made me so wet. No, it's all about that Daddy McAllister. You can. Oh my god, no, it's all about John Candy. The <laughs> true. Oh god. Oh. Fuck! It's gonna kill no, me. No, for now. being real, it's all about. Uh, it's all about the 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 um, South Bend killer, that no, old who's man. The mom. Who's the mom? Oh my god! Man? Yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, Catherine shut O'Hara. The fuck. One hundred percent is. She's our mom in that movie. Love her. She reminds me of our that house. Same because mom would totally me. lock us in the attic if we were being assholes on Christmas. Oh, a thousand percent. She'd be like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. I, you know what? I am gonna let your cousin pee on you. I don't care that Fuller had a puppy and he wets the bed. Right. Okay, so anyway, so we're just probably going to talk, just bu- bu- bust into It's, it's Christmas time. Who doesn't want to talk about Home Alone right yeah. now? Um, or holiday baking shows, because they're my personal fave. Yeah. Um, so the next victims were, uh, it was August 6, 1985. Chris and Virginia Peterson, Richard drove to Northridge and broke into the home of uh, this couple. He stuck into their bedroom. This is the badass couple. Um, no, no, no. No, I don't I'm think sorry. so. It's cool. And I'm sure they're still badass. Um, Virginia, Virginia woke oh, yeah, the up next one. immediately, um, and he got <clears throat> she got shot in the face, and then he shot Chris in the temple, and he tried... Oh, no, he did... Uh, he tried to flee. Chris fought back and um, avoided being shot, like, two more times, and then Richard just escaped. Yeah, so like- they did get away with it right um or they were fine yeah they both survived their yeah, injuries yeah yeah so like i feel like um richard was a little skittish like if he didn't feel like it was going to be successful he was he small left. yeah he was a scrawny little boy so i think he knew he's like if i'm gonna be like i'd rather get out of here but if i can get away with it i'll get away with it right and like also like all of these people now who are um surviving like these attacks are able to give like descriptions of him and uh one of the main things is how fucking bad his breath was like people yeah, were well like they said he had rotten teeth yeah they're like his teeth were Ugh. all over the place he probably never brushed them once because uncle mike was probably like you don't have to brush your teeth kid it's an illusion yeah he taught him <laughs> yeah he's like brushing your teeth is fake news he's like um yeah uncle mike taught him a lot of stuff good hygiene not one of them no 
Um, and he apparently, like, okay, you're gonna ransack someone's house, maybe steal a toothbrush. Like, if I was someone, I'd be like, okay, I know you're stealing all my shit, That's a very Kevin McAllister thing to do. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Shut up. When he fucking steals, he steals a toothbrush, and all of those adults treat him like he's fucking Richard Ramirez. They all go chasing after him. He's an eight-year-old boy. I know, it's like, just let him have the toothbrush. Who got scared. If he explained it, he'd be like, okay, I'm sorry, I saw my neighbor who my brother, my fucking asshole brother, told me was a serial killer. Right, so I'm, like, scared of him. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. August 8th, 1985, Sakina Abowith and Elias Abowith, uh, 27 and 31, respectively. Um, Richard's, Richard stole a car. I'm guessing a Toyota. Toyota Camry. I'm guessing a Camry. <laughs> 100. Um, and he drove to the couple's home in Diamond Bar. He entered around 2.30, which seems to kind of be, like, his time. His time. Uh, he went into the master bedroom so and... 60-year-olds are, like, hard asleep. I know these ones aren't 60, but... Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, he instantly killed uh, Elias, who was sleeping, uh, by shooting him in the head. He handcuffed Sakina and beat her while directing around the house to show him uh, all where the valuables. valuables. Yeah. The, all about them valuables, all Richie. About, I tried... I wish I could have found... I should have, like, looked up, a, like, in the thesaurus for valuables. Belongings. Like belong- well, valuable. Expenses. Bo- expenses. Your Richie shit. Richie! Oh, God. I didn't God. even know I did that. Um, he also brutally raped and sodomized her while telling her to swear to Satan so that she... So does sodomizing necessarily mean doing it with your own dick or he was doing it with, like, stuff? You could do it with stuff. Sodomizing is either butt stuff and it's also considered oral sex. Like oral butt sex? What? What? What would... Explain to me what you think oral butt sex is. Licking someone's butt. Oh, that's analingus. I mean, that could be considered sodomizing. It is? Sodomi- I mean, I guess. Sodomizing, I think a lot of people just think is, like, penetrating the booty. Yeah. But I think that's it, I it, it is was. also um, mouth stuff. Which like I learned from cunnilingus? Law and Order. No, like, forcing a, someone to give you a blowjob. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's also sodomizing. Mm. Sad realization just learned by Morgan. That would the be more like not you know, fun. no, it would be the worst. <clears throat> that would be so bad. Um, during uh, the attack, the couple's three-year-old son came into the room where his mother was being raped. Richard tied him up and then continued to rape Sakina before leaving the home. Uh, and then this was when Richard kid lived. Yeah, the kid lived. Although there is an instance, as did Zakina. I know he like li- he leaves like too. a lot of the time when like they have kids, he Although, lets them live. Yeah, I couldn't find it, and I didn't really want to look too much into it. But I know that there was a victim where he sodomized, or maybe I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of serial killers lately, but I think that he sodomized someone's kid with like a baby, like baby oil bottle. Ew. Yeah, sodomized. So that obviously would be in the. But, um, yeah, so it's sad. So after this, um, attack, uh, he decided to leave for San Francisco because he was paying attention to all the media coverage, um, of his attacks, um, which also kind of puts him on more of the spectrum of disorganized and organized because disorganized killers tend to not really give a shit about that kind of stuff. So, August 18th, 1985, Peter and Barbara... God, the summer of 85 was just like... Yeah, Los Woo, Angeles was sounds like, like a fucking scary time. It was bad news. Bear, no, Los Angeles in the 80s? Are you fucking kidding me? It was like, um, 
like the purge. Yeah. It was terrifying there. Um, so Richard broke into the home and killed Peter while he was asleep with a gunshot wound to the temple, and he had moved on to a twenty four uh, caliber pistol. You I have twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, and I have zero clue what the difference is. The caliber, and I don't really give a it's shit. A different diameter. Oh, cool. I cool, also cool, could cool. be wrong. Someone correct me. <laughs> I also just realized this guy's name is Peter Pan. <laughs> what? I know it's. I'm not laughing. It. <laughs> Really? Like, if your last name's Pan, you're like, yeah, let's just fucking go with Peter. We're going with Peter, you guys. Let's go with Peter. Anywho, so... Oh, so, Peter and Barbara Pan. He killed Peter Pan. He just wanted to Holy be a little shit. boy forever. With, oh, he was probably 65, right? Um, He was older. Um, He beat Barbara and sexually assaulted her before shooting her in the head. Before leaving the house, Richard drew his... Uh, Favorite. his his patent uh, <clears throat> patented lipstick pentagram on the wall. He did it with lipstick again. Yeah, lipstick's like his thing. Yeah, I feel really. like that would run out really easy. I've tried writing shit on the wall with lipstick. It doesn't go well. No. He, I'm sure he used multiple lipsticks. That information just wasn't. Maybe he felt embarrassed about it. I don't know. He's like, I ran out of one color and it like didn't match, and I like felt really bad about it. So I had to like go to CVS and like get the same color. It was <laughs> such a fucking pain in the dick. Um, and he also wrote the word or the phrase Jack the Knife on the wall, which I don't know what significant I found. I could not find any significance behind no. it, nor was it explained. But it's the name of a song by some dude named Horace Bones. And okay. yeah, and Jack the Knives are like the little enemy guys um, from the, vid- the video game Wario Master of Disguise. Wario like... The <clears throat> Mario Brothers, yeah, from like Nintendo. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, police though were able to find evidence at the Pan crime scene uh, that connected the Night Stalker to the attack, and the San Fran mayor um, delivered a televised press conference divulging the information on the attack um, to warn people that the Night Stalker had changed locales. Yeah, but this pissed off the detectives working on the case so much because they knew that the killer would be watching, and um. And he would have ample time to be able to destroy crucial yeah. uh, evidence. evidence. Richard had 100% been watching mm-hmm. uh, the media coverage and decided to toss his avias off the Golden Gate Bridge. Ah, oh, those <laughs> that sweet, sweet avias. He's like, goodbye, old friend. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm going to buy a pair of avias, go to the San Francisco Bridge and just toss them off. Oh, God. Let's do it together. San Francisco br- yeah, let's do it as like Let's a, do it for my 25th birthday. Let's do it... It's only, it is a short period of time. It's about a two weeks away-ish. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's buy some avias. I'm sure they're 25 cents at Goodwill. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, <clears throat> Richard goes back to L.A. I would also like to point buy out. Buy some new shoes. Buy some, yeah, he buys <laughs> a new, no, actually, um, he, uh, oh wait, no, never mind. I thought he changed his shoe size, but then I read Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Any who's So, August 24th, 1985, Richard drove 76 miles south of L.A. Um, and again, another goddamn fucking Toyota. I bet this time it was a Toyota... Let's see. I think a Toyota, I know another one. Other a Highlander. He drove a, he drove a Toyota Michael Lambert. <laughs> um, they... I mean, it's whatever. So, he drives to Mission Vejo. He broke into the home of James Romero Jr., uh, he and his family had just returned from a vacation to Mexico. 
Well, not a fun return. Nope. Uh, that was, yeah, that would be a shitty return. So Romero's son, James Romero III, woke up because he heard Richard walking outside that house. <laughs> he went into his parents' room immediately and... Richard fled because, like we said before... Yeah, he doesn't want to team up against three people he will not do. No, and, I mean, I don't know how old um, uh, Romero the third was, but... um, Old enough that he was probably bigger than Richard. Maybe. I mean, even if he was, like, an 18-year-old, he could have been bigger than him. I mean, he is such a coward. He kills people in their sleep. Like, if they're awake, I don't think he... He probably doesn't feel comfortable enough, like, being able... He probably doesn't feel like he could handle... No, yeah, he only shoots people when they're sleeping. Exactly. So... Pretty pussy. He's a pussy. He, and, I mean, I don't... Like, he's a pussy. Yeah. Like, pussies are fucking strong as hell, but, like, he's a fucking pussy. But, thankfully, James, uh, don't remember if it's Junior or the third, ran outside and was uh, able to identify the color, make, and model of the car, as well as part of the license plate number, and informed the police. Fuck yeah. Yes. So, later that night, because he had failed to uh, fuck up the Romeros... Richard broke in through the back door of Bill Carnes and Inez Erickson's house. They were engaged. He entered the bedroom of the sleeping couple, awakened um, Bill um, when he cocked his gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot Carnes three times in the head before turning his attention to Eric uh, Erickson. Richard told the terrified woman that he was the Night Stalker. He forced her to swear that she loved Satan as he beat her with his fist and bound her with neckties from the closet. After stealing anything he could find that was valuable, he dragged Erickson into another room to rape and sodomize her. He then demanded um, all of their cash and more jewelry and again made her swear that there was nothing else. On Satan, obviously. obviously. Um, Before leaving the home... Ramirez told Erickson, tell them the Night Stalker was here. So, sorry about that. Um, So, he's getting really cavalier. It's so scary. It's so stupid. So, um, Erickson was able to entire herself and went to a neighbor's house to get help for her severely injured uh, fiancé. Yeah, poor Bill, but... um, Oh, he wasn't dead. No, they were unable to remove the bullets from his head, but he he was able to survive. I mean, you know how many people are just walking around? It's better to have the bullet in you than to take it out. Yeah. Um, Literally, there was, I forget what president it was, but he was shot, and so he had a bullet in them, and they were, like, using this new equipment um, that could, like, detect metal in your body to try to find the bullet, Mm -hmm. and it just kept going off, and so they just kept cutting him open because he was on a fucking goddamn metal table. Do you know, like so many presents have died of bloodletting. It's ridiculous. They're like too much blood. Let's get rid of this blood. Let's get rid of all this blood. No one needs that much blood. Right. Um, so Erickson, uh, was able to give a full description of her assailant to the investigators and people were able to obtain a cast of Ramirez's footprints, uh, from also the Romero house. So he maybe he went back out and bought the same avias. I don't fucking know. Idiot. Fuck. He like f- completely forgot. I mean, he's like, oh fuck. He's like, oh goddamn. <laughs> and I forgot. I meant to get fucking. Uh, he like throws his shoes out, goes to buy new shoes, and he's like, these avias are pretty hot. He's like, oh, <laughs> I really like these. Oh wait, fuck. <laughs> so, um, and uh, so. Beep up boo. Um, they beep also bops. found the stolen Toyota. Mm-hmm. It was found um, in Wilshire Center of uh, Los Angeles. Police were able to obtain a single finger, 
fingle, a fingle, fingle print, a, fi- a fingy print from the rearview mirror, despite Ramirez's very careful efforts to wipe the car clean of his prints, and it was positively identified as Richards, and uh, they had his, I mean, he had a long cr- criminal past, so yeah. his prints were in there, plus they had his print from uh, the, the, when he went in the window of that one woman's yeah. house. So, um, the police started divulging information. Uh, Richard was described as a 25-year-old drifter from Texas with a long rap sheet. And curliest hair. And the most gorgeous hair, terrifying eyes, and his breath smelled like if a butt died inside <laughs> of another butt. Dirtier butt. Yeah. <laughs> his mouth smelled like when your dog poops and you don't realize it and then you walk in the room. Oh, and it's just I'm talking like, about you Tuesday. Wow. Yeah, Tuesday, that's <laughs> all you, wherever you are. Hiding. Where is she? She, She's gone. She moved away. I think she farted, though, because I can, like, smell it. She's been Tuesdays. Oh, there she is. She's popped her little Tuesday head up. always farts during the podcast. Oh, my God, she's hiding. She's so funny. Um, <laughs> now she's walking over here because she knows we're talking about her. She's so funny. So, law enforcement. Oh, yeah, she farted or you did. I didn't fart. You smell that? No, she farted. It's because you gave her fucking ham. Whatever. You guys are bad. She's happy. No, she's farting. I'm not happy. She has a little ham. Whatever. It's Jimmy John's ham. It's That's some prime ham. No, that is not good ham. <laughs> We're getting cancer from that ham, but it's cool. Probably. Any who's on, me 100%. So anyways, law enforcement officials decided to finally uh, release to the media a mugshot of Ramirez that was from... Um, a December 12th, 1984 car theft arrest. And the Night Stalker finally had a face. Mm-hmm. A beautiful one, but his, honest, honestly, his police sketch is the most terrifying thing I have ever seen in my life. The Pull eyes. Uh, no, you've seen it before. Pull it up, though. I want to look at you it You want right to look now. at it? It's we're in the moment. So I'm really feeling scary. it. Okay, I'll go back to the where we were looking up Avia's shoes. Richard Ramirez teeth. Let's look at that first. Honestly, <laughs> Wife. yeah, he got married in prison. Ew. Yeah, he's disgusting. That one. Yes, that is. See, oh I don't God. know why they oh. said his eyes were so big because they're not. But maybe they got scarier when he was like in that. Maybe when he place. was killing someone. Yeah, they were huge. Maybe they Click got on the huge. third picture because they look kind of big there. They look huge there. I was thinking he's super handsome. He, I was thinking that I think he looks a little bit like. James Franco. Like, I feel like if they did a biopic, I feel like James you, Franco Well, James Franco can a, play any character. He really can. Shout out to the disaster artist. I haven't Hammond, seen it yet, Tommy but I Wiseau. really, really want to. You need to watch The Room first. I know. Well, I've seen parts of it. I've seen enough, I think. No, maybe. It's just the best movie I don't want to watch the whole thing. Everyone go out and watch The Room. Um, Tommy Wiseau is a fucking auteur genius. <laughs> Literally yes. just Google Why is there him. blood all over his mouth in that picture? No, that's his nasty fucking teeth. Look how gross his chin is. He had bad hygiene. Do you think he washed yeah, do you think his that's face? Herpes? Probably. He probably had all the herpes. Oh, someone made a really cute <laughs> enamel pin. It is cute. I, if it wasn't. Okay, someone on Etsy, I don't know who, made a very cute enamel pin of him. Um, honestly, someone buy it for us. <laughs> honestly, I, I might buy this. Um, and it, and it hits him like in his, the like, iconic, like him holding up his hand to show off his little, his pentagram, like his pentagram, his pentagram. But yeah, that is a terrible fucking picture. Like, uh, 
the the police or the it's horrible it doesn't look like him and no it looks like an old man it scares me I it looks have like nightmares. an old scary man it looks like an the old... hair's not even right it's too thin oh no, yeah it's not curly enough yeah so at the police uh press conference it was announced uh the like police like identified the not- night stalker and he was like we know who you are now and soon everyone else will. There's no place you will be able to hide. Fuck yeah. I love when, like, when they do shit like that. Oh my god. See, that, that's what makes me, like, want to be, like, a cop or, like, a detective. Oh my god. And the cops on this were fucking, like, uh, Salerno and this other guy, they were fucking, like... Amazing. Oh they were uh, amazing. They were so good. Didn't they also catch... Salerno worked on the um, Green River Killer. Yes, 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 yes. It's Green River, right? Uh, like Green River Soda. Oh, I'm gonna go get one of those. Oh, I'm jelly. Mm. I want that. They so have it in bad. fountain form at uh, Byron's. Shout out Byron's on fucking Irving Park. Uh, also shout sh- on Irving. Shout out to the one on oh. Lawrence. Uh, did I just give my information away? No, it's fine. Morgan doesn't I don't live, live on Irving there. Park. You don't. Um, so this is where we're uh, gonna end this episode because. This is, that was, you know, they know who he is now. They know who the fuck is, and they're going to fucking catch him. And it gets... One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another. So... I want to hold you, want to hold you tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into the 1D version. Yeah, I know. Um, All so I was One Direction so much. I mesmerized One Direction. So anyway, so we have been the Sisters Grimm Podcast. Podcast. So our final, Richie's is going to cover his... The trial. trial and appeal, all of his... All of the fucking weird-ass interviews yeah. they had. Oh, my God. And he said the craziest things. We're going to talk a lot about hydrostophilia, which is women who, um, like, are sexually... Fall in love with serial killers. killers. Um, And, yeah, that's it. Hit us up. Our website is thesistersgrimpodcast.com. On Facebook, we are www.facebook.com Honestly, just go to Facebook and type in the Sisters Grim Podcast. It's that easy, y'all. Yeah, it's true. No, go to Bing. Twitter, we're just Sisters Grim Pod. Uh, You can find us on... No, just kidding. Hit us up on our um, Fishers Only account. We're looking for fishermen who want to fuck. I'm just kidding. Wait, did you get... Is there one for fishermen, or did you get fishers and farmers only confused? Oh, yeah. I'm sure so. there's a fishers. What is super weird is Tinder is almost the fishers one, because... If you go to the town of Ottawa, it's pretty much just everyone holding a fucking fish. Yeah. If or I a deer's head. Ew. But, like, honestly, I swear to God, anyone... It's just all of the dudes have a picture of them holding a dead fish, and it's like, do you think that's how you're going to get a, a pussy? A, a, a pussy. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you for killing a fish. Oh, my God, you killed a fish. Oh, my Ew, God. is that a catfish? Oh, my God, did you put, like, a fucking, like, it's so stupid. <laughs> hey, whatever. Some people like fishing. Whatever. It's to each their own. If you like to fish... Hit us up on our uh, Bumble account. It's called Holly and Morgan Bumble Us. We're looking for friends. What the fuck? That's not even a thing. Can you? Yeah, a... you can do Bumble just for friends. Well, no, but you can have a joint Bumble account. You fucking can if you want to. Yes, you can. It's not Field or Thrinder. I think we could. What's Thrinder? Thrinder is uh, Tinder for threesomes. That's a real thing? Of course it is. 
Thrinder. Thrinder. Yeah, and it's like when uh, a couple's like trying to find a... A third. A third. A unicorn or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. So we're going a little off base here. Um. <laughs> no, I just really want to talk about the different relationships that adults can have. So call in on our psychic <laughs> chat line. Uh, uh, do we have a call? Yeah, our call is um, 1-800-morgan-and-holly-dot-toyota-camry. Shut up. I'm really sleepy. I think we should probably end the episode now. You're sleepy at 746, girl. Is it? It's this, 746. This, di- this, like, it getting dark at, like, fucking 430 is really throwing me. Yeah. It's seasonal depression time, man. I'm just, or, like, like, just like <laughs> That'll do it to you, too. Yeah. That'll do it to I you, too. I just want to go order some, like, chicken lo mein. We just had Jimmy John's. Like I said, I'm going to go order some chicken lo mein, <laughs> some crab rangoon. I am going to... Maybe some curry. Cute, 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 cute. Maybe get a thing of chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, look at you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, I want to go get food. We'll go then. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> wow, cool. Actually, whatever, I'm going to read all of the fucking Anne of Green Gables books. <laughs> just cool. I just made a contact with all of them. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, y'all. <laughs> We're signing out now. We're just like um, having a conversation um, with one right. another and you guys are being forced to listen to it. Yeah, bye. Okay. Go watch Star Wars. Yeah, seriously.